station. The latest news now. Moscow's only English speaking hit music station. Capital FM. News. Authorities in Moscow say about 9,000 trees are to be planted across the capital this autumn, about a third of them in the city's yards. The Million Trees program, which aims to make the city greener, resumed earlier today. In all, more than 2 million trees and bushes have been planted in the capital since 2013. All the plants are said to be able to cope with the extreme cold in winter. Moscow authorities say all fines for unpaid parking, which happened when the parking system was faulty, will be cancelled. It was on the blink earlier today. The problem happened at half past eight in the morning and it took maintenance crews nearly three hours to fix the issue. The most expensive apartment in Moscow currently for sale costs nearly 7 billion rubles. That's about $103 million. The research conducted by a real estate agency says the 1,800-square-meter penthouse is located in central Moscow. It occupies five floors and has a swimming pool. The furnished deluxe apartment is equipped with high-end household appliances. Russian football club Teska Moscow gets its Champions League campaign underway today. The army men play away to FC Victoria Plzen of the Czech Republic. Tonight's game will kick off in about an hour's time. Other rivals for the Muscovite in Group G are defending champions Real Madrid of Spain and Italian side AS Roma. And finally, the euro has dropped nearly one ruble against the Russian currency, with the dollar showing a similar trend. The official exchange rate for Thursday for a dollar is 67.01 rubles. One euro will cost 78.36. Rated 4 out of 10 on Moscow's roads. That's according to our interactive map. Driving time to Odomedetva Airport from the city center is around 75 minutes and under an hour to get back into central Moscow. Driving time to Vnukova is around 40 minutes each way and to spend about 15 minutes on your way to and from Domedetva Airport. Weather. 14 degrees Celsius in Dublin, 18 in Boston, 31 in Caracas. Partly cloudy and up to 22 degrees Celsius are expected in Moscow tomorrow. That's about 71 Fahrenheit. That's all from me this hour, Dmitry Shurgan, the studio. Bye for now. Welcome to Mainland Europe's number one English language radio sports show. This is Capital Sports and I am Alan Moore. We all know what uh, the you know that, that we're waiting for music for the, the Champions League but of course we decided not to play because we're going to treat you to a lot of Champions League chat a little bit later on of course thanks to uh, Dimitri Shulga he has already told us that there's a huge game on later on this evening just it's kicking off as we kick off the air right so uh, whether it be with the Champions League or uh, Europa League you know this is this is when football really starts to mean something um, well, okay, on our menus we have a very special reason to talk about uh, Champions League, of course, and of course we have Russian Premier League, English Premier League, we'll have some ice hockey, we'll have some doping, uh, we'll have, have a little bit of American football at the very, very end. And as always, we'll have the best news, views, previews, reviews and interviews that you need to make your life oh so much better. Thank you to Nikki Stay for reminding me about that. And of course, in the studio, Nikki is still here because she hasn't escaped, thankfully. Uh, Nikki, how did you enjoy that game on Friday night with Loco and Dinamo? 
Oh, I always enjoy uh, every single game. I really like going to the RGT Arena. And especially I enjoyed that fan uh, that remembered us from last year. From the, the last Dynamo yeah, game. he was a Dynamo fan. There you go. And you got a selfie take. That was Alex was his name. So we'll say uh, hi to Alex on air. Alex, I know you're going to be listening to us. So a big, big hello to you. Okay, we've got Peter P in the studio who's standing by with our fixture rundown. And not just that. Am I right, Peter? You ready? I, I am, I am. Perfect. He's got a new haircut as well. It looks very, very good on him, but uh, you'll be able to see it. Okay, we also will have Alex B. He will be with us a little bit later on when we start to have a chat about the uh, Canelo fight this past weekend. Okay, let's start with ice hockey because the KHL is really starting to get back into a bit of swing. Um, earlier today, Siska, they beat Kunlun Restar 3-0 to marginally edge themselves up the table. At 7.30, the puck drop between Spartak Moscow and Tractor Chelyabinsk. And uh, Peter, do we have an update on that game? Yeah, I believe it's 5-0. Spartak is wrecking Tractor right they now. Are, so the Tractor is going off the road. Okay, well, Spartak, well done to them. They need to catch up a little bit. We'll have a look at the table now in just a moment. Of course, tomorrow night, tomorrow night, we will have the goalkeeper, the Slovak silver medalist in the World Championships, Julius Hudacek, the man who coined the phrase Hudacek, well, everyone called him the Hudacek, up in Sweden and here in Russia as well, and in Slovakia. He'll be with us tomorrow night at Champ Talks at the Centre of Tolerance. Okay, so we're going to check back on that score as well because it's only in the second period, 5-0 up already uh, for Spartak. Yesterday, Dinamo Moscow Day beat Vityaz uh, Podmoskovia four, uh, by four goals to two. Now the standings in the West Division, Siska, they are in fifth. Vityaz are in sixth. Spartak, no, well, Spartak will move up a little bit. And Dinamo are, well, they're bringing up the rear day, are in 11th. But they're starting to catch up. Early days yet. Okay, some upcoming games. On the 20th, which is tomorrow night, I believe, uh, Dinamo there at home against Ska. <clears throat> that, kick, that kicks off. That, that puck drops at 7.30. Then, two days later, on uh, Saturday, Dinamo, they are at home to Dinamo, Minsk, of course, at 5pm. And on the 24th, on Monday evening, Dinamo, they host Baris of Astana at 7.30. On uh, Tuesday, Siska, they are home to Sochi at 7.30. Now, the season, of course, it's just barely started. I think it's mostly less than 10 games in. Uh, so there's no need for anyone to get too excited or too worried, unless you're Finnish or Latvian, because Jokerit Helsinki and Dino Riga, they are in first and third, respectively, with Lokomotiv Yaroslavl, the Russian meat in the Baltic sandwich. Over in the east... Aftermobilist, even from Yekaterinburg, they are leading the way with Avangard Omsk, Salavat Ulav Ulayev, Ufa, even, and Magnitogorsk, they are in fourth. So, top four there, pretty strong, looks like. Might stay with that to the end of the season, but we'll wait to see what Akbars are going to do. Okay, a quick word about that Champ Talks tomorrow night. Of course, it is, it is in association with uh, Capital FM and the Centre for Tolerance Jewish Museum. Uh, we have uh, an ice hockey theme. Thanks to Yekaterina Hazikova of Spartak Moscow. She's working hard tonight, but still listening to us um, at the Siska Arena. And, um, you know, we, we know who Julius Kudacek is, but you really, folks, you really need to get there to see this guy. He's, of course, he won a silver medal for Slovakia. He's already played here for a couple of clubs. I think he's played for, well, he's played for Cherapovets. And uh, he also played in Yekaterinburg as well. Uh, so if you want to have a great night while keeping your clothes on, get to the centre tomorrow, Ulica Obratsova, um, 11, and join us for a night you will never, ever forget or regret. Nikki, I seem to say not regret things a lot, don't I? Um, no, I wouldn't say so. No? I'm no. okay with that? Okay, <laughs> right. So I am going to go on. And uh, Peter, what, have, what questions are you preparing to ask Julius, the superkeeper? I don't know because you know I'm a I'm a big CSKA fan, so I'm gonna probably like I'm gonna I'm gonna trip him and I'm gonna say like I'm, I'm gonna be like yo, so who who do you think is gonna win 
this this season, and I'm gonna. Cause, uh, I'm not probably, You're gonna like I'm, beat I'm, him I'm down. A, I'm a big fan of. Season. Yeah, I but do. remember, Peter. I mean, you got beat down so badly oh, over yeah, the phone by the huge, like you know, guy by uh, Philip. So okay, well, so look, you take your life in your own hands. Like, the, if you have an insurance policy, <laughs> go with it. Okay, we're gonna go over to the phone and uh, get the very, very good opinions on all that's good to know in sport from ESPN's Killian O'Connor. Uh, Connor, Killian, welcome back. How are you doing? Um, good, and for, formerly of ESPN now. Formerly of ESPN? <laughs> oh, you've, you've escaped that prison. Listen, what do you do now, uh, Kilian? Um, I'm with the, uh, the, the very great 11 Sports, who have no uh, taken over the airwaves, or, well, rather, the internet in La Liga and Serie A in the UK and Ireland, and uh, a lot of other places all over Europe. That is absolutely brilliant. Congratulations. So, okay, so you're getting live congratulations on air in front of all of our listeners around the world. Well done. That, that, that's brilliant. Listen, straight away, Killian, was it great to have the Champions League back last night? Um, it was until Roberto Firmino uh, ruined my evening. <laughs> okay, so did you have a bet going or you just want to see PSG win? Um, no, well... well <laughs> I, I was having a, an argument with a colleague in work earlier on how bad uh, the Liverpool defence was and that it would come and cost them this season. Um, it did last night, but uh, I suppose fortunately PSG's defence was absolutely abysmal. And uh, like I, I suppose the, you, you, you look at even PSV versus uh, Barcelona. PS, PSV had a lot of chances. Um, with Bergwijn and Lozano before Messi eventually opened the score line or the uh, opened the score. Sorry, and you know you just when you have that class that makes a difference. I mean, but, uh, last night it was Roberto Firmino. But did you notice that uh, PSG seemed to be very lacklustre at times? <laughs> it's as if they don't care. Well, I mean, I mean, I thought I genuinely thought it was me, and I was, I was, um, I got a message from a cousin of mine back, well, back home in Dublin, and he sent a message. He said, like he said, they they wouldn't run to warn themselves. It was, I, I suppose, it shows maybe the lackluster um, competition they have in Liga. Um, you know, obviously not to mention Burnley and the the greats of the Premier League that. <laughs> Um, the likes of Chelsea, Man City, and the rest of them have. But, you know, there's a huge, huge gulf. Even tonight, Ajax struggling against Eddie K. You know, you'd have to wonder what's the, what are the chances of any of them getting uh, close to a last 16 place? I mean, because you're right. Like I said, they're, they're leading 1-0 against uh, AEK and Shakhtar 2-1 down at home to uh, Hoffenheim. But I mean, it, it does seem yeah. like that, that that divide is widening, and that's what I want to ask you about. Um, you know, the, we now had the stagger times for the Champions League. Um, is, you know, is, is that looking to try to improve, like you know, sort of to, to even things up a little bit, or what's the, what's the point behind it? <laughs> show more, show more live games. Um, I, I, I suppose <laughs> looking at a lot of La Liga and Serie A. Uh, lately, you know, you, you basically get every single game live over a weekend. Um, I suppose with the Champions League, they were, you know, missing a trick. 
because there is well, there's an extra two games on every every um, every every week or every match day. So you know, I suppose that that's got to do with it. We're saturated with football, um, but you have to look at you know. It would it would be great if Red Star in Liverpool's group, uh, Lo- Locomotive or CSK, uh, Club Rouge may- did something in the Champions League, but you can't see it. No, I mean Locomotive last night. I mean they, you know they they put up a great show, but they still went down three nil no matter what against a, a decent and well drilled um, Fatih Tarim um, Galatasaray side. And of course, you know Cisca uh, tonight they're away in the Czech Republic, so you know, you'd be hoping that they would actually bring home three points, but it is going to be difficult. Uh, listen, on 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 sort of like surrounding football, uh, you had a quite a good take on the Douglas Costa incident. Um, listen, Kitas, has he been punched enough? Um, well, I suppose in the the history of Serie A bans for spitting, uh, yes, there is such a thing. Um, you know, it's been around three matches. So I suppose Douglas Costas will probably get a reduced on, on appeal to three. Um, but, you know, like I suppose in, in a- anything in sport... Is does the punishment fit the crime? Is it, is is there enough punishment to you know stamp out whatever happens? Well, I I don't really think so. Well, okay. I mean, he spat into somebody's mouth. So I mean, it's, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he saw two <laughs> girls in one cup or something. I don't know. Figured that he he's going to recreate that with spit on uh, in a Syria match day. But listen, talk about like about punishment tomorrow. It's a big day for Russia. Okay, are they going to be back in water or not? Well, f- officially back in water. And you kind of had a skeptical take on UCAD, uh, who of course were in here to clean up uh, Russian, do- uh, but the anti-doping system and TUE. So you're a little bit skeptical about the whole process. Well, my my, my take on it would be. Um Water has maybe their their purpose is long gone. Um, I, I suppose with the the excessive amounts of um, maybe doping cases around the world or question marks around various sports. You know, can you can you can you really trust an organisation that gets half its money from governments? I I'd I, I'd question that. Um, and I'd, in a utopian universe, <laughs> I'd like to to see the, the people who are involved in sport to have to pay for it themselves. Um, you know, you, you can't have someone who who kind of polices themselves, but who is funded from from someone who is involved in one way or another in the sport in any sport. Well, that, well, that's that's look. That leads us exactly into the point that we were chatting about on Twitter earlier on today. But you know, last week we had a, a gentleman called Canelo. He came back after eating some, you know, let's say contaminated beef in Mexico, and he became the best middleweight boxer know, in the awful, world. Isn't it? I know. I mean, like, I I I go into my restaurants now saying, um, you know, is is this meat from Mexico? Because I don't want to. You know, turn up a, a false positive. <laughs> you don't be glowing. I mean, it is. It, it is like kind of like that Mexican beef. It is a bit hard to swallow the fact that you know he had a year out, comes back stronger than ever, and the whole lot. And like, do you think like it, what? <laughs> it's ridiculous. It, it, and, and you no, know, like at the at the time, ESPN Dan Raphael said this fight is going to happen. 
this is after he uh, they came out and said he one of the tests was ten times uh, ex, um, in excess of, of what Alberto Contador is banned for two years for, and he said there's no way this voice isn't going to be made uh, because of simple fact of money. And that's you know that that that's what we're dealing with. Well, I mean, th- there you go. It's like money at the root of all evils, and especially in sports. Listen, Killian, thank you so much. Congratulations again on your 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 new position. Um, listen, will you come back on to us soon? You're, you're most welcome. Thank you so so much, Killian. Have a great evening. Thank you very much. Okay, that was Killian Connor. He, of course, now working with Eleven Sports. We're going out to to the break with a song that we hope is going to ring it out in uh, Czech the Czech Republic today. This is the Fratellis and Chelsea Dagger. With Alan Moore.
Квартира с отделкой в Новой Москве Жилой комплекс Южная Бунина От группы компании МИКС Ищите нас по запросу Южная Бунина или звоните 495-152-0505. ООО «Московский ипотечный центр МИЦ». Проектная декларация на сайте www.mitsdefisbunina.ru Я сделаю вам предложение, от которого невозможно отказаться. Жить в клубном небоскребе «Нева Таурс» в центре Москвы. Наслаждаться честным парком с бассейном, роскошной инфраструктурой в ваших собственных апартаментах. Думаю, Комментарии излишни. Просто звоните. Звездочка 3101. Бесплатно со всех мобильных. Проектная декларация на nevatowers.ru. Застройщик ООО «Эстетаурс». Okay, welcome back, folks. I'm going to give you the uh, quiz question before we go any further because uh, we had a couple of messages in already saying, like, what is going on? So it's a 1,500-ruble uh, dinner voucher. Well, food and drinks voucher to Katie O'Shea's Al Mokhavai. So you can actually watch, well, not Champions League tonight. Well, you could do, actually, but you can watch it, uh, certainly football next weekend or, of course, Champions League next week. The simple question is... You have to send in your message on plus seven nine two five one 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 zero five three. Right, it's an Olympic question because we're going to be speaking about uh, WAD and Olympics and so on in just a little bit. The twenty twenty Summer Olympics are being held in A, Tokyo, or B, Toliati. Okay, plus seven nine two five one 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 zero five three for a fifteen hundred ruble gift voucher for Kedushes on Mokhavaya. So the twenty twenty Summer Olympics are they in Tokyo or Toliati? A or B? Okay. So, uh, before we go any further, I'm just going to have a quick look again, uh, or ahead, excuse me, to these nights, uh, tonight's big games. Of course, Cisco, they are kicking off in the Czech Republic against Victoria Pilsen, that's uh, starting at 10 o'clock. Real Madrid and AS Roma, that is the big one of the night. I mean, both teams are in kind of so-so form coming into this game, kicking off as well at 10 o'clock. Manchester City, of course, they're playing at home against Lyon. And another one that I think a lot of Manchester United fans are going to be looking at, that's, of course, Young Boys Burn are hosting Manchester United. Okay, tomorrow night, of course, we have another couple of uh, Russian sides in form, or in, in action. Krasnodar, they're kicking off at 8 o'clock in Turkey against Akhsikhar. Uh Also then, well, I have to say, Marseille playing Eintracht Frankfurt is a big one because uh, there's no fans going to that game. Eintracht, of course, are my club, so it's going to be a, a, a tough, I mean, a strange atmosphere. Uh, Zenit, they are playing away in Copenhagen. That kicks off at 10 o'clock, of course. Spartak Moscow are also in action, but there's a little bit of a backstory there as well because, of course, they have left Denis Glushikov behind and uh, also Yeshing Sosa. Kind of a strange situation. They're playing in Vienna at 8 o'clock on, uh, tomorrow evening. Okay, before we go any further... Again, I have to just, uh, we were discussing um, what was going on in that uh, Canelo fight. And of course, Alex here is in the studio. Alex, you don't think that, first of all, that it was a, a proper decision. Canelo didn't deserve to win. Uh, no, because um, I think that for a challenger to defeat a uh, champion in a boxing match, the challenger has to prove why he's ultimately better than that champion. And Canelo did not prove that he's better. He... Um, Golovkin landed more punches, he landed more body shots, and he came closer to scoring a knockdown. 
And the fight was ranked 114, 114, 115, 113, 113, oh, 115, 113, which means that he won by one point. I mean, so ultimately, uh, yeah. Yeah, honestly, like, I would have thought maximum for Canelo, or minimum for Golovkin, was a draw. I, 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 I thought, I had, I had uh, Golovkin two rounds ahead. However, if they give it as a draw, I say, okay, it's Mexican Independence Day. It's like, you know, he, he did his best and so on. But I, uh, like as as uh, Killian said just in the last segment, that ultimately money spoke. Oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. I think that um, this fight is just such a big fight that they're like, this has been anticipated for like two years. We can't just have another draw here. It's such a big fight. The two pretty much undefeated fighters, Golovkin undefeated, and the only loss Canelo has ever suffered was from the great Floyd Mayweather, and he was young in that in that fight. So I mean, he's still young; he's only twenty-eight. So I mean, he yeah. has a couple of years, and of course, uh, Golovkin is thirty-six years old. So I guess if you're looking at someone who's going to be marketed in the future, it's going to be Canelo. Okay, right. We are now going across all the way to Ireland. Okay, we're going to check in just very, very momentarily with that uh, Spartak Moscow game. Of course, it's heading in. It's in the third period. It's six 0 already to Spartak against Tractor Chelyabinsk. Right now we are delighted to welcome from the training field a true legend of Irish football. He began his career, his professional career at Stoke City in the top league in England. He ended up coaching Irish Joints Bohemians by way of Crew Alexandra, Preston North End, Dundalk and UCD. Now those last two clubs have a very special place for me as Dundalk are my, well they're my beloved, beloved team and of course I played for and studied at UCD and he also writes some cracking articles for the Irish media so I am honoured, honoured to welcome onto Capital Sports Mr Aaron Callaghan. Aaron how are you doing? Oh, great. Thank you very much, Alan. How are you? I'm doing brilliant. It's great, to, it's great to hear. I mean, one of the last times we met was actually, I think it was in the Bet- Belfield Bowl before a game. It was, yeah. We had a good old chat. It was a long time ago. Uh, long time. So listen, uh, getting straight into it, Aaron. Uh, thanks again, first of all, thanks for taking some time. I know you're, you're coaching right now, so you're taking just a bit of a time off the field just to, to have a chat with us. Um, no problem. I want you to say, so you began your career at, uh, your English career at Stoke City, and you were very, very young when you made your debut. Uh, just like, you know, a lot of our, our listeners haven't had that experience. So was it very, very tough for you, like living so far away from home uh, at such a very young age? It was really. Um, but I suppose from a young age, I was watching that day, and the age of five, six, seven, eight, all the way up. And then all of a sudden, I'm pitching up in Stoke City football at the age and uh, fantastic. Uh, there's no Sky Sports down there, we couldn't really get to the show to the parents back home. But both there's no doubt about it. But what an experience! And you, say, you know, you, you had you had a, a, a solid start to your career at Stoke, um, and of course, like after leaving them, uh, you you end up working with two of the most famous managers, legendary managers in English football: Joe Royal, of course, at Oldham, and Dario Grady at Crew. Can you tell us just a little bit about the, those those two men and the influence that they had on your uh, your footballing career? Yeah, they both had a great influence. They were both two totally different managers. Joe Royal was a very um, uh, he was. He was uh, I suppose more than he was coach, Daddy was coaching side. So Joe sort of left the back seat to the coaching to really done it at the time. But he knew how to motivate people at motivating players and very good at motivating teams and the success that he had at all of them over the years. And it was a totally different experience and a crew where Barry, I suppose, was the ambassador if you like, to introduce the whole thing at the back of the old in England at the time that was unheard of. 
And this, like you know, you, you also then you went on then to uh, work with John Beck at Preston North, uh, Preston North End. Now, I remember John Beck more from from Cambridge United and how he did. Um, and listen, did, uh, having such very strong managers uh, during your playing career did that help you then when you stepped off the field and started coaching and managing yourself? I think it does. I think what you do is you take all the strength of all the people that you worked with, and you try and sort of it's very hard to. To replicate what they've done, you have to take their own uh, character and build your own profile. But definitely, you know, the, the you know, working with all those managers, working with all those coaches, definitely a huge influence in, in how I managed over here in Ireland. I mean, no, okay, as a manager coach, you know, you, you are, you're very, very highly respected, not just within clubs, but also within the, the Football Association of Ireland, where you're a, a, a tutor for other coaches coming through. Because, of course, I think it was, you were one of the first pro-licensed coaches in Ireland, am I right? Yeah, yeah, that was way back in 2007. The FBI, at that time, hadn't actually, hadn't actually registered the pro-license course to do it through the north of Ireland, uh, which is fantastic for me, because I know where it's from. Uh, but they've, they've got the house on the ground. You know, we have a uh, rollout of college courses on a yearly basis and passing for the country. Of course, it's because I know I know that there are a lot of uh, foreign coaches, even uh, a certain gentleman uh, that I know from here, who's who's actually looking to go over to take up the pro license course in Ireland. So you know the the, the reputation is very very strong. Um, now, listen, you, you had you know you had uh, great success the season before last. Um, you know, at Carrick Range, you got to the League Cup final and so on. Um, but I know one thing that always crops up in Irish football, you know, especially south of the border in the Republic and the League of Ireland, is financial issues and like, you know, financial constraints and money problems. Listen, is is money worries, is it is it holding back the development of domestic football in Ireland? I think so, yes, absolutely. Um, you've got Dundalk and Cork who are running away with the last uh, with the league title for the last three, four years. Um you know, because they're getting into Europe on a, on a, on a yearly basis, it's giving them the finance and the momentum to continue to be leading those the, the, the clubs in the north. And all the other clubs who can't get into Europe have to struggle on the on, on the um, They have to offer um, yearly contracts to the players. They don't seem to have any strategy or structure in place. Um, and, and I do feel that things isn't Maybe that change, uh, you know, getting active agreements with local partners, we can build new space and municipality stadium both to happen on the continent. I mean, I, I guess it is kind of like you know, as as you remember when there was Sporting Fingal, when there was that kind of um, you know, you know. Local community council and then a, a football yeah. club kind of work. I mean, it, you know, in Ireland, I guess in England as well, we don't have that tradition as they would, like even here in Russia, where where it is here a long time. And it's just on Irish football. Um, big, big, big question. I know this is that: uh, Are we producing the best players we can domestically right now? No, I don't think so. I think um, the system that you have in place, we play eleven v eleven and seven v seven football far too early. Careers. Um, we do it, the competitions that we play over here are went uh, too early in terms of under 12. We're doing Kennedy Cup We put too much focus on winning at an early age. And, you know, we're, we're concentrating on a lot of running, killing, and conditioning programs. Yeah. So I think we need to you know, lift that program around if you like 
and get lost by the gang starting off and then we're going to be back to the end of the Foley book and 15 years before change and that sort of thing. Okay, I mean, okay, no, no, that, that it, it, it does take change, but, you know, the, at least right to the next question is like, you know, Ireland, the Republic of Ireland have a bit of a rough time right now uh, on the international front at the senior level. And, you know, a lot of people are saying, you know, Roy and Martin, they're too old-fashioned and so on. Um, at least to the question of, like, you know, are the new breed of footballers, are they different creatures than what you would have played against and with or say that you were when, when you were a, a full-time pro? I think so, yeah, but... I- Society is changing not just football. And I think what you what you find is that we don't seem to have the hunger for or the players don't seem to have the hunger or the, the desire, the dedication. I watched a very good program last night on, on uh, Paul Gascoigne and from a very early young age he was kicking the tennis ball around from eight, nine, years of age and all you do is football each and every That's obviously turned him into a fantastic footballer he was. But we certainly don't we, we have programs in place but to get I mean, I'm good. Peter just here beside me. He has a question for you, but I just wanted to ask you one thing as well. I read one of your articles about uh, mental health issues in football. Um, you know, we, we're talking about like, you know, sort of getting players you know, skill wise better and pushing them harder and sort of, you know, developing systems to, to make them better players. Um, is are issues around uh, mental health, are they ignored or are they, are they being addressed? Uh, with enough quality, Aaron, in your opinion, in, in, in Ireland in particular? I don't think so, no. I think, we, you know, from the physical and the strength training perspective uh, and, and the technical point of view, we definitely don't expect the mental side of it. And that happens at a young age, building character. We don't seem to be able to build a strong character side like the right thing that we've had, you know, uh, in the past. Um, and, and, and little things like, I think, I read a report there last week on Marco Beasley, the Leeds United manager, after you know, they go top of the league, got the players to go around the training ground the next day, pick up litter. So when I was a young kid playing a stoke at 16, 17 years of age, we were cleaning the professional players' boots. That doesn't happen anymore. So you don't seem to be building character, and I think that has enough on effect in terms of the mental side of things going forward. That's a good point. That's a good point. Sorry, Peter. Peter here has a question about uh, last night's Stoke game. Go ahead, Peter. Yeah, I, I watched the the, the Stoke Swansea game, and I was just wondering, what are your thoughts on the Joe Allen goal? You, you know what? I actually didn't see the game. <laughs> um, one of the first times that was on TV, I was watching the uh, Champions League game. So, uh, yeah, so I didn't get to see the game. I mean, it's good for Stoke. I mean, just trying to get them back up because one a friend of uh, one of our the press officers with uh, Lokomotiv Moscow is the Stoke City president for, of the Russian supporters fan club or the Stoke City Russia supporters fan club or supporters club. Uh, so he he was delighted with last night, even though he was down he was in Istanbul where Lokomotiv lost, of course, but he was still following results from let's say back home. And uh, listen, fi- final question, uh, Aaron, um, you're, you're you're coaching right now. How how how? Like, um, do you find it that is it difficult working within Irish football as a coach? Do you think are the resources there in not just finance, but just in terms of facilities as well? Are are they there at the moment? No, I don't think so. I don't. What we have is we've a lot. We've excellent coaches. There's no doubt about it. And all that we've got, you know, the last is definitely to do better um, and, and, and more coaches. And the results in Europe have shown that we can produce good coaches. I mean, if you look at Michael McGee, it was always about his goal, and he 
is about what we're talking about. So we, we definitely, but when I'm, when I'm involved in coping, and that's what, what we definitely need more to know about it. That's brilliant. Listen, Aaron, thank you so, so much. Listen, best luck for, for well, thank you. Look, we're going to have you on again. Thank you so much for talking so much Anytime, sense. Yeah. And, and it's just brilliant. And listen, enjoy the rest of your training session. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you. That, of course, is Aaron Callan, who uh, is a, a genuine footballing legend. You would not, the people that he knows in his, uh, you know, his, his, his um, telephone, you just, you really, really want to get in contact with them. Right, that quiz question again. Where are the 2020 Olympics being held? Is it A, Tokyo or B, Togliati? We're going to go out to the break. Um, we're going to come back with a little less conversation, but we will have our little tips. We'll have a rundown, of course, on Russian football as well in the third segment. So this is Elvis Presley and a little less conversation. Sports with Alan Moore.
Steve Foreman. Ah, here we go. You know, I don't think I have a lot of people that hate me, but I think I have a long list of people who moderately dislike me. You can really taste the Soviet Union in a larder. You know, there's like a... Well, you can smell petrol. That's the main thing. That's the main thing you notice, to be honest. And actually, the, the larder doesn't start just by turning the key. You also, I have to sort of go like... Oh, like there's like, there's like an element of that. Like, you know. Oh, British we people. We gave you a language. Oh, British people. God's sake, I wish you'd use it. Every Thursday at 9pm, Capital Stand Up with Steve Foreman on Capital FM Moscow. Are you serious? <laughs> you got a date right. Capital Commercial. Studio U Metro. Жилой комплекс Новоград Павлина от группы компаний МИЦ. Ищите нас по запросу Новоград Павлина или звоните 495-106-0102. ООО МИЦ Инвестстрой. Проектная декларация на сайте www.novogradpavlina.ru With Alan Moore. Okay, it is that time of the show when we start to talk a little bit more about Russian football and we get some picks and tips, of course, from Andy McLean, who is working very, very hard in Russia today. Well, you'll always have time. He'll go out for a little coffee break and uh, give us his opinions on this weekend's games. Before we do, uh, we have a score update from that Spartak tractor game, Peter. Yeah, tractor is coming back. It's 6-1 right now. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's a real hope there in those uh, boys from the Urals. Oh, they're not... Is Jenny Binsk in the Urals? Uh, yeah, I think. I think yeah. Dimitri Shulga goes, yes, Alan. He's a news guy, so I trust yeah, him I'm supposed to be Russian. And even I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dimitri's going, no, it is definitely in the Urals. Okay, so of course, just to let you know, there's 7,304 spectators at that game tonight. And of course, tomorrow evening, do not forget, remember that at 7 o'clock... We have Julius Hudacek, the Spartak goalkeeper. He's conceded one goal now. We'll let him away because he's, uh, the, his team are leading 6-1. So that is at 7 o'clock tomorrow night at the Centre for Tolerance, uh, the Jewish Museum on Ulica Obratsova, number uh, uh, House 11. So that'll be a very, very good. That is Champ Talks 2018. You will really, really enjoy it. Okay, so um, last weekend, last weekend, Zenit, they stretched their legs at the top of the table in Russia. Well, a little bit. And they, of course, remain unbeaten. Six wins and one draw. Ahead of a mega match this upcoming weekend. Last weekend, of course, local, they came from behind to rescue a point against Dinamo. This, despite losing Krzysztof to a red card. At the time, well, we kind of reckoned myself and Nicky reckoned that uh, had Loco stayed with a full team, they surely would have won. As it stands, their best player of the season so far, he will be missing this win. He'll be sitting in the stands. Siska, they whipped Ufa, Ufa 3-0, while Spartak conspired. Don't know how they did it, but they lost 2-1 at home to Ahmad Grozny. That was the shock of the weekend for me. And, you know, the fallout from their wobbly season, uh, you know, it's after seeing Glushikov and Yeshenko. They're not lining up tomorrow night in Vienna for the match with uh, the Europa League match with Rapid. Um, both men, they were dropped for liking an Instagram post which criticised their coach Massimo Carrera. Good to see Spartak finally taking notice of social media, but this really is peak Spartak. Okay, Peter, what is coming up this weekend for us in the Russian Football Premier League? Right, uh, on Saturday, we have Yenisei and Ural at 11.30. Then at 2 o'clock, Dynamo and Anji. 
At 4.30, we have Arsenal and Ruben. Then at 7, we have Ahmad and Orenburg. And then again at 7, we have Rostov and Ufa. Nice one. At Sunday, we have Zenit and Lokomotiv. Whoa, at 4.30. That's, 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 that's the big a game one. you want to watch. Yeah. And then at 7, we have CSKA and Spartak. Uh, and on Monday, we'll have Krylia Severov uh, versus Krasnodar at uh, 6.30. Now, of course, Siska and uh, Spartak is the big derby in Moscow. It's the mega derby. The Malaya derby is the, the one between Lokomotiv and Dinamo. It was very, very funny where um, both Lokomotiv fans, Nick, you remember, where Lokomotiv fans and Dinamo fans were singing to each other like, we hate Spartak, and they just started applauding. I, I heard you speaking about that, but I didn't really catch that. Maybe yeah, they didn't say, we that. hate Spartak. They something yes, else with Spartak. I, yes, but, yes you know. but I didn't catch that <laughs> yeah yeah I, I won't repeat it on air right to give a little bit of a rundown of that we are going to go straight away to the phone to Mr. Big Andy McLean Andy how are you doing very good Alan how are you this evening great listen I know our bets pretty much came home last week didn't they three out of four and the Everton let us down big style for the clean sweep Ah uh, well, that's everything for you. So listen, uh, last weekend, Lokomotiv they did escape in one way with a draw, but you know, it just shows that their start of the season has not been that solid, especially last night's win. But are they improving? I think they have made a few improvements. They're starting to gel together with the new players. Obviously, the red card in the last game in the league didn't help. I thought they were just getting on top when they went down to ten and then struggled to really get a foothold and get themselves in front and hang on. Yeah, I mean, uh, right. Last night was a bit of a disaster, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, we did, I mean, they were beaten in many ways by a better team, but they had a lot of chances that just didn't, weren't able to finish off. Um, now, Spartak, of course, there's third in the table, Siskar fifth, Dino sixth, and Lokomotiv are in tenth. There's a, quite a strong feeling throughout the club and you know, throughout the, the football community that a loss in St. Pete's and a bad result in the 29th, that's of course at home against uh, Ahmad, uh, could see Yuri Palic, showman, he will be finally sure to, shown the door. What, what do you reckon, Andy? Is there any kind of truth in that rumour? I think it's looking closer and closer at the moment. Yesterday, yes, it was in Istanbul, Galantasaray is a really tough place to go. But I think three bad results on the trot now, and uh, all of a sudden staring at relegation and midweek travels with it. I think they're going to need a change sooner rather than later. Um, I, I was, we were sort of, well, I, I was like, we were discussing this before, and I was looking at who could come in to to take up the reins. I did make a joke of Roy Keane, but I also did say like, you know, Martin O'Neill would be a good option because he would solidify the team and also. He speaks English, and he speaks English very, very well, of course, even for a guy from Derry. Um, who, who would be your tip to come in and uh, you know, t- 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 take the railway men back under control? It's a really tough one for me. They need someone, I think foreign this time, to encourage the big players that they've signed to stay on longer than the season if they had a bad year. Um, yeah... Possibly a coach from Germany, or but obviously the big ones are all taken at the moment. Yeah, yeah I mean, you'd love to see someone like come in, like a well, not a Klopp, of course, because he's just out of reach, but someone who will come in to really do a good job and solidify it. Because um, I think the fans now themselves are starting to lose patience with Sherman, which is which is an awful bad sign because normally they've been very much they've been more on his side than the club side but like you know now I think they're starting to see through the, the facade a little bit um, listen Spartak as well going down to one at home 
that's you know, and then the fallout that's after happening from you know, with Glushikov and Yishiko. I mean, is this just like typical Spartak? Will it get better? I think they've had a bad couple of weeks with injuries, then not being able to get John Terry and that whole kind of saga. I think one good result and they'll be back on track. Okay, that, that does make sense. Okay, this weekend, Peter's run through the, the fixture for this weekend uh, in Russia. Who are you looking at as being some, you know, a, a, a team to get for our uh, listeners to get behind, Andy? I've been very impressed with Dynamo Moscow's high-pressing game at the moment, and I think that'll be too much for Angie. So I'm going to go minus one Dynamo there. Okay. And I'm also going to go minus one for Rostov at home. Okay, so you reckon... So both teams to start minus one goal. Okay, okay, we're going to... Peter's going to give us a rundown now on the, uh, the English Premier League coming this weekend. Fire away. Right, at Saturday, we have Fulham at, um, in Waterford at 2.30, I believe, then Burnley and AFC Bournemouth at 5. And again, at 5, we have Man City and Cardiff at... at uh, at five again, we have um, Leicester City at um, Huddersfield. Uh, then we have Liverpool and Southampton again at five. Uh, so that, that's Liverpool against Liverpool B, or Liverpool reserve team. Um, Andy, which of those fixtures so far uh, is catching your interest? Well, the big one for me this weekend is probably Crystal Palace, Newcastle, especially after the dealings of Mike Ashley and potential rejection. And now he's lowering his value at the club. I think that's a really big one, an interesting one in terms of Newcastle's season. But isn't that what his, uh, his main business does anyway? They have these like, closing down sales but never seem to close down their sports stores. <laughs> he just keeps on going. Yeah, he just keep, keeps going. Okay, okay, Peter, you keep going. Fire away. <laughs> All right. Uh, again, at five, Man United, Wolves, uh, 7.30 have Brighton and Spurs. Then on Sunday, we have West Ham and Chelsea at one thirty. At six, we have Arsenal and Everton. Okay, so a big uh, London derby, West Ham and Chelsea in the, uh, the Olympic, of course. Andy, what do you reckon? Where, any of those other games catching your, uh, your nose for a profit? I think um, Burnley, Bournemouth, both teams to score this weekend. Um, and also, Claude Peel has been in for a lot of criticism at Leicester, but I can't see Huddersfield getting a result there, so a home win. So a home win for Leicester. Okay. Um, and just, just quickly looking ahead to tomorrow, because I'll, I'll most likely be with you tomorrow afternoon or tomorrow evening. Um, this whole thing with water, the big, big saga that's going on, um, do, you, do you reckon that it's, it's going to be a sort of a, a nod of the head and Russia re-enter the family, or will there be a bit of a, a fuss kicked up? I mean, there's been so much pressure already, even from the vice president of WADA. It's going to be a very, very tough decision and a very unpopular one if they do reintroduce uh, Rosada. I think it would be a brave decision. And I think the president would probably get equal criticism and applause for doing it. So what you, you yeah, I mean, it's very, very tough. I mean, no matter what, I can think it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of hypocrisy going around. But at the same time, I mean, there's a lot of money to be made and people are digging for it. Andy, listen, thank you very much. I hope you're going to be with us next week. So uh, because I'm starting to miss the look of your face. <laughs> Okay. I'll try and keep it smooth for you, Alan. Ah, thank you very much, Andy. Keep the hairbrush as well. Listen, you take it easy. Have a good evening. Talk to you later. And you.
Have a nice evening, guys. You too. Okay, that was Andy McLean, of course. Uh, looking back across at that uh, Spartak game, so how uh, the fight back didn't quite materialise. The game is over. It's 6-1 to Spartak against Tractor Chelyabinsk. Okay. Now, we, we don't have that much time left, so we're going to have a little look at the uh, North American scene, of course, the uh, NFL. Alexander Zotov, he was not in the best of form on Sunday night when it just seemed that, I don't know, a, a comeback that seemed to be destined for the Redskins never materialised and they went down 21-9 to a, a decent uh, Indianapolis Colts. This weekend, of course, Washington, they're at home to Green Bay. That's going to be a tough one for, for uh, Washington to try and get out of that bit of a funk, but they do have a decent team, do have a, a decent quarterback, so hopefully they'll uh, get that moving. Okay, so we... First of all, we're going to give that answer, of course, uh, and give away our prize because um, I think you know, people are wondering, have I been, I don't know, did I fall on my head today or what happened? Uh, Dimitri Shulga was like, Alan, why couldn't you not give a good question? You know, why why Togliatti? So, okay, so where are the 2020 Olympics being held? Is it A, Tokyo or B, Togliatti? What do you reckon, Alex? Togliatti. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's it, that's right. So whoever answered Togliatti, you win, which of course is nobody. So Sabina, you have won that 1500 ruble uh, gift voucher to uh, to KDSA's Amokavai. Of course it is Tokyo. Okay, Nikki, I just want to throw it back to you for one second. Um, the one thing I noticed on uh, Friday evening at the game, uh, Lokomotiv and uh, Dino, there were a lot of women attending the game, a lot of girls yes. as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. And kids. Yes, very many kids. I mean, because it did, it did, you know, really, really did strike me that it was that kind of like a nice, friendly atmosphere even outside the stadium. Well, it feels like uh, Lokomotiv is promoting family values, and people were talking about that inside the yeah, cabin we were sitting at. That's that is an important thing. Okay, that's true. Okay, guys, quickly looking across, Alex, you were listening very intently to what uh, Andy had to say. So, what games are you going to be looking at for this weekend in Russia? Um. <laughs> I'm gonna try to watch all the games with my friend Pete. Okay. Uh, uh, speaking of which, he actually said that he's gonna watch all the games uh, last week. And so, how'd that go, Pete? Yeah. Did you watch all the games last weekend? I watched. I watched all of them. I. Uh, but don't quiz me. Okay. Oh, good show. Okay. Well, he's a CSK fan. So, are you a CSK fan? I am. Like, but like, yeah, obviously, I don't. I don't like watch. Every, I mean, I do. I do watch every single game of CSK. Okay, and you are you like I, I would advise you don't go up against a nice hockey goalkeeper and start to like make fun of him. Yeah, because yeah, like I not like I don't know. I don't know how uh, we, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see because I know CSK is doing pretty good in hockey, so I can I can I can talk. I can talk about very decent team. Listen, um, Alex, what about the uh, English Premier League? What game are you going to take in this weekend? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to watch the uh, Liverpool the Liverpool game and. And I'm a huge Chelsea fan. Well, I'm not a huge Chelsea fan, but if I had to, um, if I had to cheer for one team, I think it would be Chelsea. I just like the uniforms. But yeah, I think I think I'm gonna watch the Chelsea game. Okay, so Chelsea was Sam. Okay, well, I mean, I'm gonna be training on, on Sunday morning. Last weekend, we trained on Sunday morning out at Lokomotiv, and I got wet to the bone. It was like absolutely insane, but it was fun. Like it's nice playing Kelly football. Okay, so uh, tomorrow night again, one more plug for that for the Champ Talks at the Centre Tolerance Jews Museum on Ulysse Obratsova at 11 o'clock. We have Julius Hudacek, who of course won tonight with Spartak Moscow 6-1 against Tractor Chelyabinsk. Folks, uh, thank you very much, Peter. Thank you very much, Alex. Thanks.
Okay, Nikki, thank you. Thank you. And thank you for being such great sports as well. On uh, And if anyone wants to see just what Nikki looks like when she's out on the town, when she decides instead of going to a party, she'll go to a Russian Premier League game, <laughs> she turned up in short shorts. Yeah, I did. Yeah, and I mean, it was just, yeah, and then, then she's saying, oh, I'm a bit cold. Of course you're cold when you're wearing... <laughs> And to be short. fair, it was warm during the day. It wa- well, it was a little bit warmer, yeah, of course. Okay, so we are going off into the good night. We are hoping that you enjoy a week of sports ahead. There is a lot to see, a lot to do. I hope you enjoyed the show. Of course, you can download us on iTunes and SoundCloud, Capital Sports Moscow. And, of course, you can check out all of our information uh, during the week as well and next week. Right, so this one, we are ready to go. And so is this uh, band. What's the name? It's Republican. So this is Republican, an oldie but a goodie, so we're ready to go. We'll talk to you next week. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.